and welcome to the Insatiable Appetite. My name is Renee Wheeler. I'm a senior consultant here at the Hartman Group, and I am joined by my colleague, Danielle Kleiner-Cantor, who is also a senior consultant here at the Hartman Group. Hey, Renee. Great to chat with you today. Today, we are going to be discussing millennial eating occasions. As a follow-up to our other recent podcasts focused on boomers, Gen Z adults, and child eating occasions. Yeah, and this content is sourced from the Hartman Group's 2021 Compass Eating Occasions database. For those of you who aren't familiar, this is an online survey in which we field three times per year in the spring, summer, and fall. And we're capturing everything that the respondent had to eat and drink in the past 24 hours, followed by a deep dive into one to two of those occasions. That includes where the occasion took place, who was present, when did they decide what to have, what cooking methods, if any, were involved, uh, where did they source the food and beverage on that occasion? What are the need states driving their occasions? And much more. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you listen to some of our other recent eating occasions podcasts, you'll know that we also capture parent-reported child occasions, so ages 0 to 12, and self-reported teen occasions, ages 13 to 17. So today we're going to focus on millennials uh, who in 2021 were between the ages of 25 and 40 years old. So to get us started, let's talk about the demographics of millennials. When compared to total adults, millennials are more likely to have higher household income and education levels, uh, be full-time employees, reside in cities or urban areas, and identify as Hispanic or Latino. About half of millennials have children under 18 in the household, which is much higher than all other generations. At the same time, they're also more likely to reside in households with three or more people. So diving into occasions, let's start with when are millennials eating across the day? And when looking at the distribution of eating occasions across the day, we find that millennials are much more likely to participate in what we call the early morning snacking occasion, which takes place before breakfast uh, when compared to other generations. So in fact, on an average day, 32% of millennials have an early morning snack, which is double the amount of boomers at 16%. Millennials are, however, less likely to eat dinner with only 67% eating dinner on a typical day, far less than boomers at 87%. But interestingly, millennials have the most eating and drinking occasions throughout the day. So they're averaging 4.2 eatings across the day versus the 3.8 among total adults. They are also more likely than other generations to have more food and beverage categories present on any given occasion. And this is especially the case with beverages. So in general, millennials are more likely to consume a broader range of beverage categories when compared to total adults. And this was something that we saw in our last syndicated study on beverages. Right? Beverages play an outsized role in millennials' lives in particular, from indulgence and discovery to health and wellness to convenient satiety. Having grown up with a wider variety of choices, millennials moved into adulthood with a broader consideration set than previous generations. So they drink more types of beverages, look to beverages to meet more needs, and have more aspirations around their drinking habits. And we're going to see this play out in a bit also when we look at eating occasions overall. So occasions that involve both food and beverage. 
And who are millennials eating with? Millennials are the least likely of all generations to eat alone. In fact, in 2021, 69% of millennial occasions took place with others versus 58% of total eating occasions. And this is something that we've seen shift in recent years, particularly among millennials. Prior to the pandemic, about 43% of millennial eating occasions took place alone. And this dropped to 35% in 2020, as many families were at home together during the beginning of the pandemic. But interestingly, this dropped again in 2021, down to 31%. But this time, the decline in alone eating was likely due to an increase of couple occasions, likely in part due to more partners working at home together, as well as an increase in friend occasions as more millennials resumed get-togethers with those outside their family as they became more comfortable socializing further into the pandemic. And when we look at where millennial eating occasions are taking place, we see that they're more likely to take place away from home. Now, whether that's at work, a restaurant, or other away from home locations, such as a park or a sporting event or while commuting, when compared to total occasions. And this has also shifted during the pandemic. So as with other generations, millennial occasions were much more likely to take place at home in 2020. Now, while that declined in 2021, at-home occasions were still slightly elevated when compared to before the pandemic. And this is largely in part due to occasions that take place at a restaurant not yet returning to pre-pandemic levels among millennials. So it'll be interesting to see if this remains stable in 2022 as some continue to work from home, or if we'll see a further decline in at-home occasions as others can return to their pre-pandemic routines. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in the future. Uh, well, millennial occasions at restaurants declined in 2020 and have not yet returned to pre-pandemic levels, their love for restaurant-sourced food had not declined in 2021. In fact, the share of millennial occasions sourced from a restaurant, which includes takeout and delivery, has actually increased when compared to before the pandemic. And this is, you know, as many people have experienced cooking fatigue after initial lockdowns and we're seeking convenient and delicious meal solutions that also help support those in the restaurant industry. In 2021, over a third of millennial eating occasions were sourced from a restaurant, which is much higher than all other generation occasions. So let's talk about cooking next. As we found in our recent syndicated study on meals, a majority of millennials say they enjoy cooking. And this really comes through when we look at cooking or preparation techniques that they're using. So millennial occasions that involve heating or cooking are much more likely to involve a broad range of preparation methods. As with others, a microwave and stovetop are the most common, but millennials are more likely to use other methods, um, such as baking boiling, uh, stir-frying, steaming, one-pot cooking, and smoking. And during the beginning of the pandemic, many millennials, along with Gen Z, were using time at home to experiment more with cooking and were more likely than older generations to purchase a range of kitchen tools and appliances during that time. In fact, 85% of millennials said that they acquired or improved at least one cooking skill or te technique during the pandemic. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. And in 2021, almost a quarter of millennial occasions that weren't sourced from a restaurant involved what we define as heavier levels of preparation, which is preparation that involves uh, cooking techniques beyond the microwave or involved a recipe, as well as actually chopping or cutting meat and or produce. And interestingly, other generations are more often using little to moderate levels rather than heavy levels of preparation. While when millennials cook, they are more likely than other generations to use heavy amounts of preparation. Interesting. And another interesting point about millennials is the large share of occasions that involve leftovers. In fact, 37% of millennial occasions involve at least some amount of leftovers, which is much higher than the 27% of total eating occasions. And this makes sense, right? Given the higher amount of restaurant sourcing and heavier levels of preparation among millennials, we find that many are actually intentionally ordering more from food service or cooking more at home in order to have enough for leftovers. Mm-hmm. And so what are they doing while they're eating? Well, similar to all adults, watching television is the top activity, followed by nothing, simply just enjoying their meal or snack. But beyond this, millennial eating occasions are more likely than total occasions to involve a range of other activities, from listening to the radio and reading a newspaper or magazine to playing video games. Now, we should note that millennials aren't as likely to play video games while eating when compared to Gen Z adults, but they are more likely to do this compared to older generations. And lastly, we want to touch on characteristics and need states of millennial eating occasions. Now, millennial occasions are somewhat split in that they are more likely to be characterized as just eating to get by, but they're also more likely to place importance on health and well-being and flavor distinction when compared to total eating occasions. And millennial occasions are also more likely to involve a range of feelings. As with total occasions, satisfying hunger is the top emotion. However, millennial occasions are more likely to involve more mundane feelings of being tired or busy, distracted or bored, but are also more likely to want something that will wow them or that's more functional in nature that allows them to focus or replenishes after physical activity. So lots of emotions going on there. They're also more likely to have feelings associated with social connection. So wanting to be with others they care about, wanting to impress others and celebrate. And that definitely aligns with what we talked about earlier and that millennial occasions tend to be more social in nature. Now, top considerations on millennial eating occasions are about convenience, having food and beverages that are fresh and less processed, and of course, having better flavor. And these top needs are fairly similar across generations. However, beyond these basic needs is where we start to see millennials distinguish themselves from other generations. The millennials over-index on a wide variety of needs related to health and functionality, social connections, scratch cooking, and the more premium and experiential needs, such as having local seasonal foods, authentic global flavors, artisan ingredients, unique brand narratives or stories, Uh, And they're also more likely to want to engage with people who care about food and the food system, right, such as 
chefs and farmers, and they're more likely to seek out products that offer culinary assistance. Mm -hmm. And these needs closely align with millennials' more trend-forward approach to food and beverage. They expect more out of their food and beverage selections and want their food to, quote, do more for them. Uh, whether it's an engaging experience that's about discovering new flavors or cultures from around the globe or offering a specific health benefit. These needs are also closely linked to food and beverage attributes sought by millennials, which address both familiar and unique flavors, along with physical and mental needs such as sustained energy, hydration and athletic performance, along with relaxation. We should also note that sustainability is very important to this generation. In fact, 50% of millennial eating occasions are about having something that positively impacts the environment or society, much higher than 33% of total eating occasions. Millennials are also much more likely to express a willingness to pay more for sustainable foods and beverages. About half say they often pay more for foods and beverages that are better for the environment, better for workers, farmers, and for products in which animals were treated more humanely. And this aligns to what we've seen in our sustainability syndicated research over the years, in that millennials have long believed that it's their purchasing decisions that can have the biggest impact on society. They tend to be more thoughtful about their purchasing and believe that they themselves can make the change. This has been a lasting difference among millennials, even as they've grown up and had kids. So to wrap things up, there are a few things we've learned today about that those in the food and beverage industry should take into consideration when trying to attract millennials. Expectations for food and beverages to meet a variety of needs are high among this generation. So it's important for restaurants, retailers, and CBG brands to highlight how you can meet these heightened needs. Now, whether that's addressing a more functional health-related need or perhaps a more sustainably minded need, either environmental or social, or perhaps speak to their interest in discovery via authentic global flavors or ingredients. But regardless, it's important to tell your story. Exactly, and millennials are more willing to engage with brands and those that can offer more of an experience or invite discovery. Uh, these, these companies or brands are more likely to resonate with the millennial consumer. But it's also important to keep in mind the baseline considerations of convenience, flavor, fresh, less processed that are ranked highest on millennials' list of needs. In fact, leftovers are also an important opportunity. Uh, menu offerings, recipes, and products that can fulfill multiple eating occasions may also resonate well with this generation. Definitely. Well, Danielle, I think we covered quite a bit on the topic of millennials today. So I think that's a great place for us to wrap up. Now, if you would like to learn more about millennials or the capabilities of our Eating Occasions database, please reach out to us here at the Hartman Group. We are here to help you navigate any questions and challenges about what all of this means for your business. So thank you so much for joining me today, Danielle, and thank you all for listening. Catch us again on the next episode of the Insatiable Appetite. Thank you.